If you find the real estate market stressful, confusing, and complicated, then you've come to the right place. Stay tuned as Randy and his expert guests dispel the myths and give you a dose of reality. It's Real Estate Revealed. And here's your host, Chicagoland's premier home appraiser, Randy Barcella. A very enthusiastic and exciting welcome to Real Estate Revealed, and I am Randy Barcella. It is always a joy for me to be with you every Sunday morning. I am happy that you tuned in. Okay, today's special show, survey issues. Oh my God, I see this on appraisals all the time. But we've got the premier real estate attorney on both in Illinois and Indiana. Yeah, that's Vincent Arricchio. Also, single-family investment property financing options. Wow, and you've got, uh, well, we've got the expert himself, the president of Commercial Lending X. Yeah, Brad Hedick. Also, the top reasons why now really is a great time to buy a home. And in studio is the premier realtor from Caldwell Bank or Highland Park. Yeah, that's Paula Avenham. And then more myths versus reality about appraisals by me, Randy Barcella. Yes, we do have a packed house again this morning with a lot of valuable information. So get a paper and pencil ready. Um, good morning, Vince Arecchio. Good morning, Randy. How are you doing? I'm fantastic. It's 2022, and uh, real estate is still moving forward. There, there has not been a slowdown. I see it here, too. I see it here, too, which is why I want to even talk about survey issues. You know, I've had way too many clients turn to me and say, Vince, I thought you were a lawyer, not the host of Family Feud with the survey says, but that's a different survey, Randy. <laughs> I got to tell you, no, no. Uh, all you in Radio Land, it is not a game show, survey says, top five answers, no. Also, it's not a fill-in-the-blank survey after you get some customer service care or filling things out for uh, bonus points. No, it's something different. Vince, I heard and you've been trying out with your agent for uh, a Hollywood um, series coming up. I, I, you know, I told you the many, many different names. Vin Diesel was taken. I was pretty upset about that. I might go, I've been working on going under a uh, alias. I might go as Vance, you know, Vance, uh, instead of Vince. We'll see. We'll see, Randy. All right. But Surveys, surveys are a big problem. More yeah, times than people yeah. don't so realize. A lot, of people don't know. a lot of people don't know what's going on with the survey. So listen, let's make it simple. If you're purchasing or selling a condominium or, uh, uh, well, of course, rentals, rentals or condominiums, you do not need surveys. When do you need a survey? When you're buying or selling a townhouse, a single-family residence, or a commercial property, though that is when you need a survey. Or an what apartment is a building. Survey? Uh, or an apartment building, or anything that's not a condo, basically. And a lot if, of right, if you if you own the lot, if you own the land under the property, you have a lot, and that has to be surveyed. There's no survey for airspace like condos. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So I I was at a closing a couple of weeks ago, and this is Paula Avenham. And I was doing a closing a couple of weeks ago, and it's the first time in doing closings for 22 years that I've ever heard an attorney actually say uh, to their clients, you know, you don't really need to order a survey. I swear, I, I got to say who the attorney's name was, but I was pretty shocked. Yeah, yeah. Well, listen to this, Paula, and, and, and I, w- I, w- I totally agree with you, but um, when there's not a lender involved, 
of course, a buyer can option out of. You can opt out of a survey, but that would be insane. Agreed. That would be bizarre. Yes. You always want a survey because it is a diagram, a blueprint of the footprint of your land. Randy knows this as an appraiser. Paula, you know this as an agent. Everyone on the, you know, uh, the co-host, they all know this. But for everyone else listening, the survey gives you the boundaries the layout, the square or rectangle of the property, and the pictures, the little squares, the little diagram of the structures. Think, when I say structures, think the house, a shed, a uh, garage. Um, it also will show pavement, such as driveways and, and sidewalks or, or, or uh, walkways. And the point here is, how can you handle surveys so you don't jeopardize your deal. So first, us lawyers aren't always perfect, but it is the job of the sales attorney to obtain the survey in advance. Every buyer should plan on getting the survey a week before the closing so you're not scrambling, sitting at the closing table, looking at it for the first time. Now, it doesn't always happen, especially when the surveyors are backed up, but the way to avoid one problem is get the survey early. Second, submit it to your lender. Your lender is going to want to see that. Really, Paula, Randy, everyone here knows sometimes the title company showing the survey, the survey to the lender the first time while everyone's at the closing table. Another thing to avoid, send the survey to the lender in advance. And then the third thing, listen, your lawyer's not a surveyor. I didn't go to engineering school. Uh, lawyers uh, aren't really architects most of the time. So we can look at the diagram with you, but, it, but we don't know everything. However, when we look at the diagram, what are we looking for, Randy? Do you know one of the two major mistakes or problems we're looking at? What do you think when you look at yeah, the survey? What, what I see on the survey where there's most violations is that somebody put a fence a foot over on the other person's property or the garage is not on your property anymore. It's too far into the alley or it does borderline or go over six inches onto the other person's property Um or a fence. People put up a fence, and the fence was not put up on the border. It's put up six inches to a foot on the other person's lot. Exactly. So fences and corners or walls or buildings. So the easy one, you can remove a fence. If it's your fence, you can pluck it up, please your buyer, and sell. You can fix that. Guess what we can't fix? We can't fix if the corner of the garage is six inches or a foot onto your neighbor's property. You can't fix if your neighbor's uh, shed is two feet onto your property. That's a bit of a problem. Now, guess what one of my mentors, an old lawyer way back when, 25 years ago, he once told me, he goes, Vince, it's dominoes. I said, what do you mean? Well, you know, Rich, what do you mean it's dominoes? He goes, well, somebody bought it before like that, and your buyer bought it from them, and your seller, I mean, bought it from them, and then they're trying to sell it. The truth is, some people can just live with it. No one's going to go out there to jackhammer and knock down their neighbor's shed or garage, okay? But if you can stomach it, you check with the title company, you check with your lender, and the dominoes just keep going down to the next buyer. So you can still buy it uh, with the title company aware, the bank aware. It's not a deal killer, but you have to be aware. And, Randy, true or false, that may or might, may not be okay for the next buyer. 
It may not be because there's a lot of people, everybody in a neighborhood or in a subdivision has the one neighbor. They complain about everything and everything bothers them. So then they go get an attorney and then they sue you. And then I, we also had an example where somebody called in. I think this was six months ago. Their bushes and flowers were going under the fence onto the other people's property and they didn't want it. So the neighbors cut down the part of the bushes and the flowers that were coming over and it was a big feud. So yeah, it can happen. So yeah. Yeah. Now it's buyer beware. You can take the risk, but the two things you want are clearance from the lender. Okay. Yes. We'll loan the money. We'll let you go forward. Check. Second title insurance. What's going to happen though, is the title insurance company, the deal protection insurance provider, they're going to say, we'll let the deal go forward. You can still come to our conference room. You can still sign all the docs. You can still get your money. You can still hand off the keys, but you will not have insurance of the corner of that building. That's six inches. That's two feet. That's coming onto your land. We cannot insure. And I've had deals uh, wow. with that. eyes wide open, with honest description of the risks. I've told my buyers, and, and Randy, you got to know some buyers love a place. Some buyers got their stuff on a truck and they're ready to roll. Some buyers have their leases ending up. You'd be surprised where buyers just understand the risk and will still go forward. And what, what are we saying? Hey, the Vince, risk is minimal. Hey Vince, you got some, you have some really great information all the time every week. And I know there's a lot of people listening right now that have questions about easements and title and their survey and encroachments and whatnot. How can they get hold of you, Vince and Ricky? Sure. Uh, you can always call our office at area code 312-263-0010. You can check our website, reallawchicago.com. Uh, we, Real Law Chicago or me, Vince or Ricky, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn. And finally, my favorite spot, because of all the dancing beautiful gentlemen and ladies is realestatereveal.com. Randy, you're on there. I'm there on there. Paul is on there. You can find us there as well. That's right. Videos of everybody in the studio is on Facebook, real estate revealed on Facebook. And then also the website, as Vincent said, realestatereveal.com. That's R E V E A L E D.com. I've got biographies, testimonies, phone numbers. Oh my gosh. Uh, podcasts of the last two shows, just some great information. Hey, we're coming up to a quick break, but I don't want to rush this at all. We come back, Brad Hedick, he's the president of Commercial Lending X with some great information about single-family investment property financing options. Um, Hey, thank you all again so much for making this your Sunday habit. Without you, we are not here week after month after year. Uh, We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcella. And it's always so good to be with you every Sunday morning. Welcome back, America, to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show. And I am Randy Barcella, your show host. And um, right before the break, we were talking with Vincent Arricchio. He's one of the premier real estate attorneys, yeah, both Indiana and Illinois, with great information about surveys. Wow. Um, Also, more great information. Top reasons why now is a great time to buy. And in studio is the premier realtor from Caldwell Banker Highland Park. Yeah, that's Paula Avenham. Good morning, Paula. Good morning. Happy Sunday. Um, 
Yeah, so buying a house in 2022, what to expect and why it's a good time to buy. So um, as we know, it was a tough year out there for home buyers in 2021. Uh, I saw personally buyers scrambling to find properties and, I, and they battled in bid, bidding wars, which prices shot up across the entire country. Um, economists are predicting and expect the market in 2022 to be a tad gentler. Um, but chasing the homeowner dream will still require strategy and stamina. So, you know, you want to talk to your brokers, you want to be prepared uh, when you're going to purchase, and hopefully, you know, you'll be able to beat the competition out there in 2022. Um, so home prices will likely uh, rise, but they will they expect to not rise as quickly as, 20, as in 2021. Right. So, yeah, the, the mid 2020 to the end of 21, well, they were skyrocketing these properties, multiple offer situations. Oh my gosh. Right. Yeah. It was, it was wild. I mean, the experts' predictions vary, but the projected percentage gains are still in the single digits. Um, Fannie Mae projects a 7.4% increase, while Freddie Mac pegs it at a 7%. And the Mortgage Bankers Association, which is still more than I'm getting in my checking account in the bank, (laughs) which is minus 1% or zero. (laughs) It's a good time to buy. Invest in yourself. (laughs) That's the truth. I mean, that is the homeowner's dream. Uh, You know, it's uh, to own a home. It's the best investment you can make. I'm always going to believe that. And it's true. So um, the other thing is that mortgage rates are expected to rise throughout 2022. Um, the early part of the year is expected to maybe rise like a quarter percent, but then the second part. You know, of- Paula, we talked about this last week. Let's say rates are three and a half. What if they go to 3.7? So what? Right. What's the big deal, everybody? <laughs> right. Well, it's all time low. <laughs> yeah, that is true in the big picture. <laughs> but there are some people that truly can't afford that half percent or okay. Makes uh, sense. one percent difference. So, so buy now. <laughs> don't so, wait till the right, rate to so go up. At least, so here's the thing is when you're, you know, work with your realtor um, to, to get ready. I can't stress that enough because there are, there is a process to be a good buyer, to being a good buyer and to getting the home that you want. And that's being prepared. So, and there's patience involved in it. So the first thing is, is you want to go out and you want to get pre-approved, right? Find out what you really can afford. Uh, get all your ducks in a row. It takes time. They need paperwork from you. Um, you know, you can get just like the, the pre-approval, but you want to get like a, then a hard approval. So you really know where you stand in your buying, in your buying power. Um, Cause that really can actually be the difference between you getting a home, you know, and, if, and the key is you don't want a pre-approval, uh, a pre-qualification letter. You want, you want a pre-approval. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And believe me, when there's multiple offers on a property, the, you know, if you have a savvy buy a uh, broker uh, and you have a savvy buy a uh, seller, Forgot it. They are going to look at that and they're going to want to see what is that interest rate. So if your interest rate shows it's like 2.75 and your sellers know that the rates are going up, they're going to have you bump that up. So you have to really... On the contract. Yeah. And it takes time. And then you kind of fall behind on the... uh, If I want a house, I'm going to tell you to put 4% in there. Right. Oh, that's I'm not going to lose. Right. Exactly. You got it. You got it. <laughs> so you want to be ready. You've got to go and you've got to, you know, and then the other it thing. It doesn't is, mean I, I, I put it on the contract because that's what I want, 4%. But if the rates go from 35 to 3.785, right. I'm still 
locked into the contract because it didn't go over 4%. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just means that you're qualified. So if anything changes, you're going to be, you're in good shape. And buyer, lo, sellers love to see, see that. So the other thing is you want to set realis, realistic expectations. The best way for buyers to avoid getting discouraged or give up altogether is to manage your expectations. Um, understanding the onset of your search, uh, you know, that needs to start early. You need to see what's out there, get with your broker. You need to actually get into all the homes too and see the homes. Um, there's a process, you know, you're going to have to have a survey. If you put an offer in, if there's something comes up with the survey, that's a deal breaker. Well, then you're starting over. So you really want to make sure. And, and you know what's happening in always February, maybe even into March. And I hear this from my attorney friends bankruptcies because you blew the wad on buying Christmas presents and you racked up your credit cards to 20 grand. You can't pay that back. But also a lot of divorces start happening in February after the holidays or end of January because they were just hanging on for one more holiday. Right. They didn't want to disturb the Christmas and the New Year's. But there's a lot of changes, not just bankruptcy and divorce, but there's a lot of changes January, February, March. So get ready, get prepared, tell Paula what you want. Yeah. And I, I will, we will hopefully, Find that house for you that is a perfect fit um, and get the process going. So, um, you know, you, you're likely fast, uh, fa- you face less competition. So maybe, uh, you know, for fixer-uppers. So I, I like for buyers to maybe they're only thinking they're going to buy um, a condo, right? Maybe broaden that search to perhaps, how about new construction? That's another option. Then you actually get to pick all of your How about your broaden own. your area? Don't stay within yeah, two miles of well the ideal said. location. Well said. I mean, right, because there are locations that, and if you're just, I mean, if you have to be in a certain part of Northbrook, what's next to Northbrook that's just as good? Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a few other areas. Yeah, and sometimes people... And maybe lower price. Right, exactly. But, but still in the same school district you want to be in. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly, Randy. That's what I was going to say next, is that sometimes uh, people... Are um, you know really want a certain school, um, just want a certain school, and they think it's in a certain district only. But actually, surrounding towns actually feed into that district. So you want to make sure that again you're broadening, um, basically that you're just educated, and that takes time. Be a little flexible. flexible. Things are not perfect, like on HGTV. Yeah, I can yeah. tell you. Yeah, and we are, you know, it, we are still in a. Um, it is a little bit of low, low, low supply right now and high demand. So therefore, if you really, if you're renting and your lease is expiring, you know, really consider that you're going to buy and you're going to broaden your horizons. Because on the flip side, if you're going to continue renting, um, the rates, the rental prices are sky high. They are like 11.6% higher than normal. And I agree. Paula said several reasons now in the past segment. It's a great time to buy now. Rates are still low. The inventory is good, not as high as you want it to be, but it's it's a great time to buy. Yeah, it's a great time to buy. So you just have to be ready um, and and hold. You know, now's the time to start getting to start looking. So again, you want to um, get in touch with your uh, realtor, hopefully me, and get the ball rolling. Uh, you know, talk to a lender to get that pre-approval. Um, just not. Um, you want to take the next serious step so that you become a very serious buyer. So that when you do put in that offer, you're going to be taken seriously and likely the chances of you um, outbidding someone else will be good. You want to also make sure that you're, you know, if you're renting, you're in an even better position because then there's not the home sale contingency. If you are, if you do have a home sale, you know, maybe you'll, you talk with your broker, talk with me. We can talk about ways to manage that and those expectations with your 
um, seller and in with your offer. Um, so you can reach me at uh, paula.avenum at cbrealty.com or you can feel free to call me or text me anytime at 773-988-7341 or you can also reach me on Facebook or you can go to AM560 The Answer and you can find me um, there as well. Paula Avenum, Caldwell Banker. Thank you. I always get an education from her and she's right. There's a lot of great information, valuable information on the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. There's biographies of everybody on the show. There's testimonies about everybody. There's their cell phones, their landline. I don't know who has landline, but there's all their phones are there. We've got podcasts. Yeah, if you missed any part of the last two years worth of shows, they're there. Listen to it anytime, 24-7. And videos right now on Facebook, Real Estate Revealed. Um, and we come back. We've got Brad Heddock. He's the president of Commercial Lending X. And believe it or not, single-family investment property options, and that's a really good one uh, for the show. Uh, Brad Heddock, Commercial Lending X. And Paula Avenham, she's the premier realtor from Caldwell Bank or Highland Park. How can somebody get a hold of you again? Because I know we're working Sunday right after the show today. Yeah, we sure are. So please, um, you know, contact me via uh, call me or text me at 773-988-7341. You can email me at paula.avenum at cbrealty.com. Or you can find me on AM560, The Answer, with all of our podcasts. Yeah, realestaterevealed.com. R-E-V-A-A-L-E-D.com. Realestaterevealed.com. to the show sure to answer your questions about the real estate market real estate revealed with randy Bursella. ain't nobody leaving here welcome back america to the real estate revealed radio show i'm randy Barcella, your show host and thank you all so much for making us your sunday habit week after month after year happy 2022 and real estate is booming again and it's moving right along uh, this there's been one snowfall. The rates are still good. Paula just said it's a great time to buy. But here's some other great information for you now: single family investment property financing options. I love this, and we've got on the show right now the president of Commercial Lending X. Yeah, Brad Heddick. Good morning, Brad. Good morning, and as always, a pleasure to be here. So, um, as the topic stated, I wanted to talk a little bit this morning about uh, single-family investment properties. And what we're talking about when we say single-family, that's really anything one to four units um, where the primary purpose is residential. And you can certainly finance a one to four unit residential property through a traditional residential mortgage broker um, and typically they have options, even if it is an investment property, where they can finance it. But most people don't realize you can also do that as a commercial loan. And there's some particular reasons why you might want to consider doing it as a commercial loan versus a residential loan. First, you can only finance so many properties into the residential secondary market that are investment properties. And over the last year, Fannie and Freddie have tightened up the criteria for financing those properties. So you now need at least typically 25 and in some cases, 30% down. Um, Their interest rates have jumped up a little bit from what they were charging in the past and their underwriting requirements have gotten a little bit tighter. 
Um, they only allow residential lenders to do so many of those loans as a total percentage of the residential loans they do. So it's just become a little bit harder to get them done residentially. Wow, the I didn't know that. that. That's ex- good information. Thank you. No, not a problem. And the other issue that exists is when you do them through Van- Fannie and Freddie, they make you title them in your own personal name. So you can't put them into an LLC. You lose some of the liability protection that you would get from a commercial product. Interesting. So most people don't know that on the commercial lending side, we can do one to four four family investment properties as well. So long as the owner doesn't live in any of the units on the commercial side, we actually typically need them in a borrowing entity, whether that's an LLC or an S corporation. And we can finance up to 80% of the purchase price and up to 75% of the value on a cash out basis, so long as the rental income supports the value. And this is conventional financing, right? Only. Yeah. So it's conventional or what I refer to as non-bank financing. There's a bunch of national lenders that are not banks. I love it. That do finance um, residential investment properties and they offer up to 30-year fixed rates. Love it. So the other nice advantage of using this this type of product over the residential product, other than being able to put it into an entity and getting some liability protection, it is the fact that um, we can cash out, like I said, up to 75% of value. And underwriting criteria is substantially different than it is on the residential side. When you finance on the residential side, the focus is primarily on your global personal cash flow and how this property impacts that cash flow. On the commercial side, we are underwriting how that property stands on a standalone basis. We do look at you personally to be sure that you have, you know, outside income and assets to support yourself, but the cash flow underwriting is on the specific property. So you don't have to be making a lot of income personally to qualify for to buy additional investment properties on the commercial side. And we do even have some low dock options as well, where we don't even look at personal income and the interest rates is probably only a quarter point. So right now we're pricing deals at the best interest rates, um, low loan to values, best credit scores um, are starting at about 3.75%. And then rates are into the mid fours um, maybe five for a really low credit score and a really high loan to value. Um, and those are all, again, 30-year fixed rates with, again, cash out up to 75% and up to 80% on purchases. So, Brad, you're bringing up some really good information. I thought that a, apartment building, one to four unit, uh, two to four unit apartment buildings has to go through a regular mortgage company or regular bank. This is interesting. I could come to you, a commercial lender, for this. Yeah, yeah, and we uh, we find a lot of time people just aren't even aware that it is available on the commercial side, and that we can even on the commercial side sometimes get the good, really strong and competitive thirty-year fixed rates for our clients. Absolutely love it. And Brad Hedick, president of Commercial Lending X, how could somebody get a hold of you? Uh, yeah, uh, best way is uh, my cell phone six three zero nine eight eight. Four eight five two. I'll repeat it: six three zero nine eight eight four eight five two. Or check out our website, uh, commerciallendingx.com. That's great information. And if you missed any part of this segment of the show, don't forget, everybody, 
You can listen to Brad's segment or any part of the show tomorrow, Monday afternoon. Um, we play the show back and a podcast. It's just great information. But that's Brad Heddick, president of Commercial Lending X. We come back. The myths about reality, uh, myths versus reality about appraisals. I still get this coming in every week. I'm Randy Barcelli, your show host. Thank you so much for making us your Sunday habit. We'll be right back. You're listening to Real Estate Revealed with Randy Barcelli. It's not unusual to be It's not unusual for us to have fun with our audience every Sunday morning. Good morning, America. Welcome back to the Real Estate Revealed Radio Show, and I am Randy Barcelli, your host. And, um, yeah, we're enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. And if you've been out to the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com, and also we've got Facebook Live videos now. Yeah, Real Estate Revealed on Facebook. There's a lot of myths versus reality here about appraisals, and I get these questions every week. Um, a perfect example is I'm coming out to do appraisal of your home and it's a refinance. So you give me a list of things, but then you try to hide things. So you put a lot of money into finishing your basement. and Maybe the county doesn't know about it. Guess what, people? I don't report my appraisal to the county. So if you put a lot of money to refinishing your basement, I want to know that because it's going to help the value of your value of the appraised value of your home. Paula Evanum, yeah, our realtor expert here. Yeah, you need to let your appraiser know dates that things were done and any paperwork that you have to support that. Right, Randy? That's important. Yeah, because and sometimes people put an addition on in the back, and if they don't get um, permits for that, then there's just kind of um, you know I, I've got nothing to do with the permits. Yeah. If you get caught, you get caught. But right. as as an appraiser, I do not submit your appraisal to the county in Illinois. That, Nobody knows about it. The IRS doesn't even know about it. Uh, we're just giving you an appraisal. Yeah. And then here's one. Randy, I just put $20,000 of appliances, stainless steel, top of the line in the kitchen. I love that. But guess what? It's considered personal property items, and appliances are not considered in the appraised value of your home. It has to be the land, the structure, anything that's permanent. Realty. It's realty. It's, it's attached to the ground or it's built into the house, but personal property items are not included. So, Randy, can you, I have a question. Yeah. Um, maybe just touch up on what, I love that you're just talking about that, because that's, that's a really good point. Um, I, so many times I'll have a, a client say, oh, I, I put in, you know, I bought my house for 550 I put in 350 in it. And I'm like, okay. Oh, over-improvement. Over-improvement. Here's the deal. If you're in a certain neighborhood where the houses are selling between 300000 and 450 for example, three hundred thousand and four fifty, and you put three hundred thousand in the house. There has never been a house sold over four fifty. So the extra hundred and fifty or two hundred over that you put into the house, it's a waste of money. It's called an over improvement, and in this case, cost does not equal value. I did an appraisal in a suburb recently. Successful guy, great. The houses were selling for three fifty in the neighborhood. He put a million into it. So now he's just trying to get the house sold for a million. And the highest sale was four fifty again, I think it was, and he wasted his money. If if you want to put three hundred thousand into a house that's worth four hundred, go buy a house in a neighborhood where they're selling from seven hundred, eight hundred thousand on. Right, you'll no have no, you won't have any comps to support it. It's called an over improvement. You're going to give me a list of everything you did, but when you go crazy and and even on a, let's say you bought a two hundred fifty thousand dollar house and you put two hundred into it, it's a waste of money. 
you're not going to get that back because cost is not value in certain instances like this. And so be careful on that. Um, and you want to call me. I mean, if you're thinking about improving your house, it's okay to update the kitchen and the bathrooms and the doors and the windows and the roof and the landscaping, all this really good stuff. But don't go crazy on spending crazy money uh, on over-improvements is what they call it. You won't get it back because if you want to spend 300 350000 in improvements on a $400,000 house, sell that house, go move to a neighborhood where the houses are really selling and worth and appraised for seven, eight, nine hundred thousand. How much uh, value does a pool add to? None. Absolutely none. We go through this all the time. Mm-hmm. All the foreclosures I've ever seen, even in the nice neighborhoods where it's upscale neighborhood, the, the company that comes in that for, on the foreclosure and the attorneys and the, uh, what do you call it, the clearing company, the first thing they say is fill the hole in the backyard. They don't want it. And fill, fill, it, fill the hole with something else. like Fill land. the hole with, uh, with dirt, <laughs> dirt and sod right. and, and make just it a bigger backyard. Yeah. Okay, Makes in sense. Florida, everybody's got a pool that's enclosed with a screened-in, vaulted ceilings. That's, that's really common. In the, that's why they call them Florida rooms. You've got the patio area and you've got the pool, but that's all enclosed. That's, you're going to get that back. That's common, but not for northern Illinois. It's just not. I know I, I've done a few appraisals on people where they had the houses that were worth maybe 800000 and they put 120000 in the pool and the cabana and everything. They didn't care. It wasn't over-improvement, but they don't care. They've got the money. They're successful. Um, and also, if I come and do the appraisal of your house, how to get ready for the appraiser, have a copy of the Plata survey out. And if it was new construction or you built it, you've got the blueprints because the Plata survey gives me the exterior dimensions of your house and the lot size and the legal description. All that has to go on the appraisal. But recently I did two houses where there's two or three tax PIN numbers. Give me all the tax PIN numbers because maybe your house sits on two lots. And maybe you have a condo, but there's a separate tax PIN number for the garage. Yeah, or a parking spot. There's or a parking, parking spot. spot. Yeah, yeah and, and make a list of improvements that you did to your house. It's important because I'm walking through the house. I don't know all the details that you put into the house over the last 5, 10, 15 years. So, so yeah, make a list of improvements. So, Randy, how do you feel about it? Uh, a realtor meeting you at the appraisal. appraisal. The best thing that yeah. could ever happen is a realtor meeting me there. And there's some realtors that say, Randy, we met with appraisers who says, get away from me. I can't talk to you. I can't take any information. <laughs> right. And those appraisers need to go back to continuing education. Okay, good. I, good have, I have lenders, uh, realtors meet me at the house. They'll give me a plat of survey. Comps, comparable sales, closed, and listings, and a list of improvements on the house, and current trends in the market. And all this, this helps the appraiser put together a better, more accurate appraiser appraisal. And we're going to talk a couple more on that section, but I know we're coming up to a quick break. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host, and we're dispelling some myths here versus reality about appraisals. And I'm with Paula Avenums. Yeah, she's my co-host with uh, Caldwell Banker in uh, Highland Park. Have you been out to the website, realestaterevealed.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. We'll be right back. State Reveal with your host, Randy Parcella. Welcome back to the Real Estate Reveal radio show. Enjoyed every Sunday morning, 8 to 9 a.m. I'm Randy Barcella, your show host. And Paula Avenham, our premier realtor from Highland Park, was asking me, Randy, if a realtor shows up to meet you at a house that's been sold, you're coming over to do the appraisal, should you take the information they give you? Yes. 
And I've had realtors tell me, I know most, I've met some appraisers, Randy, that they said, I can't talk to you. I can't take any of your information. Yes, you can. The Dodd-Frank bill that was passed in 2010 said the appraisers cannot talk to loan officers about value of the house. That's it. Our research as appraisers goes to the county. It goes to the MLS. I depend on the realtor, the listing agent, because they know the area better than me. They're not trying to sway me on value, and I'm smart enough to know that if I show up on an appraisal and the house is sold for four hundred, and they give me comps that are six and seven hundred thousand, there's something wrong. But that's rare to happen. Logically, the appraiser, I feel better. I just told Paula last week I had two realtors showed up at the property, gave me a plat of survey, gave me comparable sales, comparable listings for sale by owners that were she brought she pulled up from the county records. Um, a list of improvements about the house that none of the other houses had in the neighborhood. Yes, I take that information. I read it all. I educate myself on the neighborhood and the home along with the information that I'm also able to research on my own. So that's important information. So, Randy, what if you're on, uh, I, I had a listing. It was in uh, Prairie View, which is Lincolnshire. Yeah. Uh, and there was, there were very, there was no, there was like one other comp. So um, I had some uh, contingent offers that were on the MLS you know, that were, so you're saying there's one closed sale in one your subdivision. One closed, and then the other two The appraiser has to go to a, ne- a nearby competing subdivision. Right. And typically we, in the same um, res- elementary school district. But even if not, uh, there's some areas where there hasn't been a house sold in five years. You have to go sometimes one, two, three miles away. Sounds over, right. Yeah. But uh, the, in last year's climate, in the 2021 with the seller's market, um, the, the appraiser seemed to not mine that there was a contingent, two contingent properties. You on use there. them as a listing. Exactly. But you can't use them as a closing. Right. As a matter of fact, there's a lot of appraisers who blew deals last year because they didn't make a time adjustment. Oh, wait a minute. The last three sales are 350, 375, and 385, and your house sold for four and a quarter. First of all, it was only on the market one day. The appraiser has to make a time adjustment, and that went on for a year over there. There, there has to be some common sense in yeah. there. Yeah, okay. And then well you go said. to a different area. Because, look, everybody, how does appraise, how does a, a house increase in value somebody's got to go over the last sale and the appraiser's job is to go to the next competing neighborhood to make it work because here's the deal um appraisers don't tell you what it's worth the buyers and sellers that are both informed come together on a price and that's what it's worth not the appraiser exactly yeah hey we're coming up to the end of the show oh my gosh i wish we had a lot more time i got to thank the other co-host pat canone mortgage loan consultant from loan depot sandra wright realtor from chicago properties Lena Mataria, realtor from Keller Williams Preferred, Orland Park. And, of course, our great producer here, Joshua Buckhalter. And you know me on Facebook. I post a lot of inspirational quotes every week, and I always try to end the show with inspirational quotes. But I want to remind you, get back to the website. Keep emailing us, texting us, calling us for what you want us to talk about in 2022. Realestatereveal.com, R-E-V-E-A-L-E-D.com. You can call or text me, 708-870-9400. 708-870-9400, and any one of our co-hosts on the show, all of their cell phones are on there. So we're happy to bring you more great shows here in 2022. So, hey, guess what, everybody? Nothing is permanent in life. Don't stress yourself too much because no matter how bad the situation is, it will change. You see, your setbacks were simply setups for favor to come. And also, everybody, remember this. Most of your stress comes from the way you respond, not the way life really is. Adjust your attitude, and all the extra stress is gone, right? And here's another one. If you don't leave your past in the past, it will destroy your future. Live for what today has to offer, not for what yesterday has taken away. 
And one last thing here, remember, everybody, when you forgive, you heal. And when you let go, you grow. So be well. Make it a great week. I can't wait to see you here next Sunday morning on the Real Estate Revealed radio show. I'm Randy Barcelli, your show host, and thank you again so much for making us your Sunday habit. See you next week.